Yo, 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 another episode of Hot Lemonade. Okay, that was terrible. You, <laughs> you know, know what I was trying to do? What? In Step Brothers, when uh, they're singing the car and the mom is all flat and like singing horribly. Oh. You know the part I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about where he's so. like, yeah, Alice, yeah. you sound like shit or whatever uh, he said. Yeah. You're so flat. Dude, that movie's so good. Did you touch my, did you touch my drum set? Yeah. No. See, that was the vibe that I was going for is Alice there. Um, okay, so this might be a stupid question, but I was thinking about this earlier today, and, and obviously it's in the name, so it makes sense. So, is the sex position missionary? Is it called missionary because missionaries would go to like different countries to pray the word of God? That's how they would bang each other. Oh my God, I never thought about that correlation. Because it, it, when when it's always been explained to me is, um, you know, you you you, you get in a big group male and female, and you go, preach the word of God, at least impoverished countries. Uh-huh. Now, me, a guy, I would go on that trip and just fuck. <laughs> just bang, right? Okay. Because yeah, the environment is always, like, teaching, like, a classroom full of, like, of, like, impoverished kids, right? Whoa. Whoa, whoa. I don't mean, back I don't, up. I don't mean they're banging the kids. Let me, let, me, let me rephrase. I mean, they're just, like, they're banging the other members of the church. They're okay. like, I feel like some guys, not all, some guys are like, they, in order to, you know, get some poontang with the other fem- the other female missionaries, they're like, oh my God, I cannot wait to teach these little kids about the word of God. And they're all like, like the more they kiss ass to Jesus, like, yeah. the, like the better chances they have. Right. I, I could see that. Yeah, no, I could believe that. And plus like, there's just so many stories of shit like that actually happening. And like, even in church, like. I don't know, people hosting things together, always hooking up and stuff like that. Doesn't that sound amazing, though, in theory? Um, Think of a situation like that where you're like, you know, you're with like this cute boy. and you're So sorry. You're setting up like a, uh, you know, something like, like a potluck. See, well, that was my life for a lot of years, and it's not as great as it seems. You know, uh, this guy, uh, this guy, I'm trying to think of like a really, really like, religious name. <laughs> Obadiah. <laughs> And, you know, old uh, Eli over here. Oh, fuck. That's my ex's name. You know, uh, Ezekiel. <laughs> there you go. Let's do Ezekiel. Um, he's like, oh, why don't we, um, <sighs> dude, what are you doing? I'm sorry. I COVID. swallowed wrong or something. Oh, what? Shit. I mean. Speaking of. I'm going to have to get a fucking vaccine. Missionary. No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> how, is, how is that related? Sex. That's what I was thinking. Because I said COVID. swallowed and sex. We're talking about missionary. I don't know. I don't know. I've, th- that has to be where it comes from, right? I honestly have no idea. But I mean, I guess I don't know where else it would come from. Because why else would we call that? So, but, but to me, it, it, it seems like the, like I don't want to say the most normal, but like the most common position, right? Would you think? Yeah, I think so. Right. So that would okay. So if missionary, it, like just standard guy on top right if that's the mm-hmm. most like standard position right for it to be called missionary that's gotta be a correlation with like you know like dudes or banging girls like on fucking missionary trips yeah i don't know where else it would come from so that i mean that's the top theory as of right now yeah um dude, that whoever that guy is and in another life i hope that guy's me Oh my god! We were like, oh, you you get excited to like plan these trips, like, oh, what country are you going to? You like look up like far ahead, which countries have the hottest women, right? <laughs> oh, we're going to a Latina country. Okay, oh god. we're going to Colombia. We're going to El Salvador, bro. We're going to El Salvador. We're teaching these these young folks the word of God. There's like, oh my god, that'd be like that'd be like a kid in a candy store, but um, um. You know what? I don't really have much to say about that. I hey, guess hey, I have a very like, different uh, view on that. You can't tell me that you don't sit here and act like you wouldn't even at least think about it. Sure, I guess I would think about it. But I don't know because the thing is, is like... I like when it's wrong. Does okay, that yeah. Sense? That's I like what I was going to say is, so maybe in the back... So people who go on these missionary trips or whatever, these mission trips, they probably think... Uh, maybe in the back of their minds about like maybe hooking up with people there, but they can't, they can't really give it too much thought because that's, 
sinful. It's the what? It's whatever. It's true though. I'm just telling you because I was a part of church culture for years. It's like you can't necessarily, like, yeah, you might want to do that. You might plan on doing that. But when you're that involved in church culture to where you're going on missions trips and things like that, you don't like think that way. And if you do end up hooking up with somebody there, you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm a horrible fucking person. I just had sex out of wedlock and I am going to hell. I love, oh, but here, here's the opposite of that. Usually that's the, that's like the girl thing is like, oh, True. we got to like wait for marriage, blah, blah, blah. But if it's the guy saying that, listen, I'm sorry if you think this way, but I think a lot of people would agree. If you're like, oh my God, we can't do it. We have to do it in the ear because it doesn't count. It's like, what, a, ear. what a fucking pussy, bro. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. I'm no, we have this. If a girl's coming on to you, hardcore list, all you ladies out there. I'll tell you what normal word on the street is like, you know, it's the societal societal norm for, for guys to make the first move. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. I'll tell you what, from like speaking for all guys, guys fucking dig it when girls make the first move. You know what? I've heard that. And I've been trying to encourage like, you know, my friends and stuff like that who do have that mindset of, you know, I'm going to wait for him to come to me or whatever. I always tell them like, why don't you try? Because I have tried that myself. And let me just say that it has worked out in my favor. I think most times that I've like made the first move or something like that. Now, the, the only time I can imagine where it doesn't work out in the, in like the girl's favor is because the guy is very, I'm going to say egotistical, but he's very uh, old fashioned. Let's sure. say. Sure. Where he's like, no, 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 it has to be my decision. Right. It, has it has to be, be me. It has to be me making the first move. Yeah, like, because what, once the girl makes the first move, the pressure's off, right? Mm-hmm. The pressure's off for the guy. Exactly. Now he doesn't, he doesn't play the stupid game of, like, you know, picking the right moment or kind of reading the room, like, oh, is she into it, blah, blah, blah. I hate you know that. I, mean? I hate that, too. I think it's dumb. And, well, I think, okay, so for me, I'm very bad at, like, that never really worked out for me as a girl. It's, like, trying to drop hints to get a guy to, co- to be into me because I... I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know how to play games like that and like whatever. I'd rather just be like, hey, I like you. You know what I'm saying? And that is like being more direct has always worked for me. So and plus it's just so much easier. And then like you said, once you do like open that door, then the guy is usually so much more uh, like open and affectionate and like they'll be like, holy fuck, I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah, because it relieves all the pressure. Exactly. It relieves the pressure. It's like because the because nine times out of ten the guy's gonna sit there and, and like let's see she like me like exactly was that a hint because like, because exactly so I think uh, I think a pretty common factor is like some guys I think this is like a an actually an actually um, serious topic that I'm gonna bring up okay I think not not every guy but a lot of guys think that if a girl just you know, is nice to you. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily flirty. Like any anybody from the outside looking in could say whether the conversation was flirty or not. Are they laughing at all your jokes? Are they like making excuses to have physical contact with you, blah, 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 right? Normal flirty things. Sure. Some people mistake flirting for being nice, right? Yeah. So in turn, they think that, oh, this person is nice to me. That must mean they like me. So what that means to me is that guys are so... You know, they're so, I don't want to say brainwashed, but, you know, where where men are like the the caretakers, right? Sure. Men are like the, you know, we're not the affectionate ones necessarily. We're not the ones who are emotional. We're like the, you know, we're like, the, I guess, the rock, I guess you could say. I don't know. I don't know, really know yeah, how to put it. Yeah, I get it. what you're trying to say, though. We're the non-emotional types. We think with logic. Girls think with emotion. Um, and so for a girl to kind of take the pressure off the guy where he has to say, okay, I, you know, drop hints or pick up on hints and I'm into you, blah, blah, blah. Because no guy wants to be like the creep, right? Oh, exactly. And I was just going to say like the opposite of what you just said is so, uh, so much more, maybe not more often true, but maybe used to be where like, you know, as a girl, there's been so many times where I'm just being nice to somebody and they take it as flirting. Like there's so many stories of that and you don't want to be that guy that does that. Because because in, in none of those scenarios, even if your intentions are pretty pure, let's say that like, for example, um, like 
you're nice to a guy. He takes it the wrong way and says like, "Oh my god, I like you." Blah blah blah. Oh, mm-hmm. and he just he might just like you, right? Right. But he also might be telling you that he likes you because you he thinks you like him back. Exactly. Which is I think is the case for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But even so, if you put yourself out there and the feelings are not reciprocated, and you say, "Oh, I only feel that way because that I think they are flirting with me," no matter what, that guy's the bad guy, which sucks. It sucks because now it's awkward because it's like, oh, my God, this person, like, he really misunderstood me being nice to him. Like, that's so weird. What a weird guy. Yeah. And that's embarrassing. It, it, it sucks to be like, you know, to think one way is one thing. And instead of being able to just be like, oh, no, 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 no I'm not like that. Like, I'm not trying to be a creep. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I just read the room wrong. That right. girl's going to go tell all her fucking friends and just make a laughing stock out of this dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's or she'll sucks. just, I mean, that is true in a lot of scenarios with a girl I'll go and tell her friends and be like, oh my God, this fucking weirdo. But also, like, I've been in a situation, I've actually been in several situations like that where I was really good friends with a guy, or maybe not even just really good friends, but just, you know, met some dude at a bar and we were just having great conversation and he took my kindness as, you know, uh, me flirting. And, you know, I don't run off and, like, tell my friends, but, like, a piece of me just gets, like, I'm like, man, like... I- why can't I just, like, be nice to people without them perceiving it that way? Like, why can't I just, like, have friends? You know what I mean? And it's a little bit um, sometimes demeaning to just think that, like, you can't be nice to people without them taking it the wrong way, which is why I feel like it's just so much be- better to just say, like, when you like somebody and just be upfront about that. All right. Well, then, you know let me, I mean? let's do the opposite then. Okay. It's you're at a bar with, another, with a guy, and you think he's flirting with you. Mm-hmm. Like he's just being nice to you, right? Sure. He, like, like you said, like keeping up with the conversation. He's, you know, just you know, uh, doing small talk, whatever, what have you. But if you are kind of interested in him, right? Uh huh. Are you gonna think that just because he's being nice to you, you're gonna think that oh, maybe he's into me? Uh, it really depends. I don't assume that, but I feel like, well, there's like kind of with guys, at least I feel like there's like telltale signs that like, if they're into you, like you can usually tell the difference between somebody who's just being nice and somebody who, you know, is flirting. And because I feel like, okay, well for me, I'm sure it's not always true, but just from what I've observed, if a guy is flirting with you, as opposed to just talking to you, eye contact, they're going to stare at you so intensely, almost to the point where you're kind of like, oh, my God, this is a little bit intimidating. Um, so I don't know. I mean, well, Wait, you, you think that's a telltale sign of someone's in, if someone's into you? Um, well, I guess. No, maybe not always. I don't know. I guess sometimes it can be hard to tell, but I guess I, most times I feel like I can tell because like there's just a difference between talking like me talking to you right now. You're not like staring into my soul if you if i was talking to a guy who was into me the whole time he would just be looking at me like this so the point almost feels a little bit creepy but it's not supposed to be like that (laughs) okay well you know what i'm saying like for me that usually is like a at least one indicator i shouldn't say a telltale sign but at least an indicator yeah well whatever at least from my perspective you know i can the the classic flirting tropes are the whole like Laughing at every joke you tell, even if it's not intended to be that funny, or like mm-hmm. you know, making excuses to make physical contact with you, things like that. I was that. gonna say that's another one. Or um, oh, there's like uh, what's one? It's like oh, one one thing that I've done is say something that like like if, like say you're in a group of guys, right? Mm-hmm. You want to know which one of them likes you. Say something that is like. 100% like the corniest like fucking joke I'm playing sure. with, right? Just a fucking like cheese ball joke. The one that laughs. The one that laughs is the one that likes yep. you. If nobody, if he's the one guy, like nobody fucking laughs. And if they laugh, it's like a pity laugh. Like, oh, ha, ha, ha I want to make sure. you feel bad. But if they laugh hard, he likes you for sure. Yeah, I would say the same vice versa if you're in a group of girls and like you can't really tell. I would say it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So I've done that where I've told like a, like just a, just a fucking cheese ball joke, mm-hmm. right? And let the one who laugh, pity laugh is one thing. But if you laugh real hard, you can tell like, the difference. Yeah, you can tell when like if they eye contact and they're like, like you know, really genuine laugh, like oh, <laughs> yeah, you're real funny, man. And you're like mm-hmm. maybe not man, but you're really f- oh my god, you're so funny. Like yeah, hmm, it's a little uh, little suspect here. I've used that one before. Oh my god, you're so funny. <laughs> it's like so for a guy for like I said for a guy to. 
to try to play the part of not being a creep, but also trying to read the room and, you know, find out without flat out saying it, is this person to me? It's tough. It's hard. Cause like I said, if you're listen, if you're a God amongst men and you can just, you know, pull women left and right, dude, mm-hmm. hats off to you, bro. But for the rest of us, average people, <laughs> it's a little difficult, especially when you're trying to like, it, it really sucks as much as it sucks for a girl. I'm sure. But for a girl or I'm um, sorry for a guy to be like, Oh dude, this is girl. Super cute, super funny, really like her, right? Mm-hmm. But there's no possible way for you to, like, bring up that you like them in any normal sense. Like, there's no subtle way to bring it up, right, without just flat out telling them. Yeah. But the flat out telling them part, it could go, because no matter what, the guy's a bad guy if it doesn't work out. You know what I mean? Because then it's then it's like, oh, guess who told me they liked me. You know what I mean? I do agree, Um, but I do want to say one thing, and that I think that that is a big... um difference in maturity probably among both men and women like when I was younger like 17 18 whatever if somebody told me they like me and I was like not into them I'd be like ew gross and go tell all my friends but right. now if, the, if something like that happened I would never do something like that right. I would never go and tell like I probably would tell my best friend but not in a laughing matter I would just be like oh my gosh I didn't expect this you know like I just think that yes it's true but I also just want like I don't know guys out there to know that yeah, like probably less mature women will go laugh and like be a dick, but somebody who's like not an absolute piece of trash isn't going to do that. You know what I'm saying? And like more mature people, because I just feel like, I don't know, like I said, uh, I just wouldn't do that. Like if somebody said they liked you and they were just like me and they were just being honest and pouring their heart out, I'm not going to go make a fucking fool out of them. You know, <sighs> that's so tough. Cause like I've been in situations where I have poured my heart out to people and it's just gone so wrong. Then you're just labeled as like this, like a, just a complete weirdo. You know what well, I mean? Well, same thing has happened to me. Were you been labeled as a complete weirdo? Uh, I don't know if I was like labeled a weirdo, but in eighth grade, I liked this guy and I was very like forward about it. And like, I just remember. Well, I mean, that's like, okay, eighth grade doesn't really count. I don't mean like. Well, I guess that's what I'm saying though. And that it's like a more immature thing of people yeah. to do when you're younger. Well, okay. Let me, let me think back. I don't think. <sighs> There's been a there's been a few examples where I've poured my heart out and sold it somebody that I've actually really liked that didn't work out and from there on I, and they were somebody that I would consider that at the time I would consider like a friend okay but then after this one event I thought that we were on the same page and, and like I thought I could read the room pretty well and then I bring it up and all of a sudden like we weren't even friends anymore it was like oh no, no contact yeah. donezo right mm-hmm. yeah so I, it's yeah at least for for me. I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, maybe <laughs> I'm just going to stop telling, fucking telling people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't want to, it's just not like for, as a 24 year old, not to say that like, like it's, you know, like the alternative is okay, you go on a dating app or the sole purpose of like going on a dating app for some people is to not have to go through all like the whole cold call thing. Sure. Or, which even then you still have to go on, go on the cold call thing because you kind of have to read like whether or not this person's into you still because it's yeah. still like you're meeting someone for the first time. That's true. Yeah, but I I think I speak for guys everywhere when I say if girls, like, if they're super duper honest and they bring it up right away, I more power to you. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I'm like trying to push that uh, mindset to my fellow like women friends out there and stuff like that. Like just tell him. Because it's like, well, obviously, everybody fears rejection. Yeah. Everybody. Um, But it's kind of expected that men are supposed to take, like, the majority of the brunt of that. And they're just supposed to constantly shoot their shot and get rejected if it doesn't work out. Um, But I just feel like, you know, sometimes women got to shoot their shot, too. And like I said, it has pretty much always worked for me. Yeah. And, like, I have a friend of mine who, like, you know, he's had some trouble with with uh, with the ladies, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've, you know, other friends of mine have tried to help him, you know, be on dating apps and things like that. Yeah. And I think a thing for him, and again, it's something that we all go through, is that you have the fear of, of rejection. It's mm-hmm. like, look, I've been through it. You've been through it. Everyone's been through it. Everybody at some point goes through, like, the feeling of rejection, right? Yeah. What I've told him is, like, you can't base your 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 fear of dating based on whether or not you're going to get rejected because it's going to happen no matter what. Right. 
Exactly. It totally will. He's got to shake it off. He's got to shake it off and be like, okay, just it just wasn't meant to be. That's exactly. really all it was. Yeah. And like, uh, with that being said, like I have been rejected a couple times. Like I feel like I always have been a little bit more straightforward when I like a guy. Like I will tell him. And I was gonna mention that like in my story a second ago, like back in eighth grade. Yes, we were younger, but still, I have more stories. This is just kind of like one of the first ones I can recall. Where I really like this guy and I let it know, let it be known to him and like, you know, pretty much everybody. I was like, I like this guy. I want him. And, you know, people laughed at me for it. Like I got made. I remember people making fun of me on Instagram for it. Like people would because people used to make fun of me for my nose. And I remember people saying something about like, oh, big, big nose, like so and so, blah, blah, blah. People said that. Mm hmm. Dude, I look like fucking Toucan Sam. What the <laughs> fuck? No. I would say for I would no. say a pretty normal nose. Well, I would say the same about you, but apparently to other people, we probably have big well, noses. I come from, my family background is like, it's, it's Italian same. and like Eastern European. Yeah. Mine's Italian. So it's like, it's like, it's like Czechoslovakian and in Italian and like other, you know, predominant, you know, uh, Anglo-Saxon white races. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just like, I have very, how about this? I have very strong features. Let's go with that. Sure. Yeah. And not that I really care, but whatever. But I'm I'm conscious of them. I know they exist. Mm-hmm. People so, used to make fun of me for that shit back in the day. Oh, the amount of times I got made fun of for my nose and my nostrils and shit like that, all the time. I would say your nostrils are pretty big. They are. They're I huge. know. <laughs> but then, but huge. but but more oxygen intake. See, True. turning a negative into a positive. I don't but, want to say it like that. Maybe not a negative, but. <laughs> No, but, like, that's something people used to always make fun of me for. And, like, it used to hurt me a lot when I was younger and things like that and whatever. But, like, that was just part of, like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't fucking bother me anymore. Like, that's just a part of, like, you you learn to handle rejection and you move on. And, like, obviously, I've gone on to date plenty of people and have had plenty of people, like, obviously attracted to me. And they don't think anything of my nose. So, it's, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't let rejection um, steer you, which is pretty much what you were saying. Well, I'm just saying that to like women specifically. One I thing, guess. I think one thing that people, um, people with low self-esteem in particular, one thing that they probably experience the most is that, um, you obviously you're like, you just come to your nose, right? Mm-hmm. So some people have like these, like, like one or two things that they are very self-conscious about to the point where they're convinced in their own mind because they don't like it about themselves that other people couldn't possibly like it about them, right? Right. So you see it as like a negativity. Like, if I could change it, I would, right? Right. Realistically. So you think that, like, how could somebody love that feature about me, somebody on the outside looking in? And it's a, it's a very unhealthy habit. It's not yeah. good. So let's, let's say, for example, you see yourself as fat. Even though, even though you're, I'm not saying you, I'm just saying like hypothetical, hypothetically, right? Let's say you see yourself as fat, even though you're not at all. I think it's like, like you have some sort of like minor anorexia or, you know, tied to your self-esteem, right? Whatever it may be. You just see yourself as fat, out of shape, ugly, blah, blah, blah. Even though that's not how people would describe you at all, but that's how you feel inside, right? Yeah. To have someone convince you otherwise is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone views themselves as ugly and you, you know, try to tell them, like, you are beautiful the way you are, it's very, very hard to convince them that, like, that whatever they are insecure about, that they shouldn't be. Right. So, and I've learned that, um, I've learned that same thing, too, where there's been plenty of people I've dated where they have, like, one or two things that are, that are, that are self-conscious about. I tell them, like, dude. I think you look amazing no yeah. matter like what you look like, right? So, yeah. So the best you can really do for someone is kind of encourage them as hard as it might be to kind of convince them that whatever shortcomings they think they may have, mm-hmm. that they're all just a part of life and, you know. Right. Another thing I was going to just say is also like just because you have maybe a feature that you find undesirable doesn't mean it's ugly. Like, for example, I really had to learn just because I have big nostrils doesn't mean that that is ugly. Right. It just means I have big nostrils. And same for whatever feature it may be. Just because you think that you're fat or you're too skinny or, you know, you're whatever, it doesn't mean that that's synonymous with ugly. It just means that that is a feature that you have, you know? Yeah, and, you know... If you feel, if you ever feel self conscious about how you look, go to Walmart at midnight, <laughs> dude. You'll find people that look Literally. like that are fucking ugly, dude. Like fucking uggos. Mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah. So don't ever feel... If you ever think I'm ugly and no one's going to love me, just think that there's people that are astronomically fucking nastier than you are. There's always somebody uglier than you. And Point somehow, some way, those fucking ugly bitches find love too. Dude, somebody, yes. somebody, somebody fucked Honey Boo Boo's mom <laughs> and had Honey Boo Boo, right? So it is possible. No, but seriously, <clears throat> that reminds me of like in high school, like how many people that you knew were like the weird, it was always the weird kids. Um, I don't want to say that they're ugly, but just like the weirdos. They always had the best, most loving relationships. Yeah. And but it's because... So what we would describe as weird to somebody else, like uh, I'm sure like to maybe the the jock types, right? Sure. We would be considered weird, right? Sure. I think think that's a pretty common archetype you see in movies and stuff too, where it's like there's the jocks, like the emos, like the the alternative kids, like, and they all have like their own little cliques, right? Yeah. But each one of them finds the other one unattractive or weird, Right. right? So it's like, it's like the same thing. So like whatever whatever group I guess you associate yourself with, if yours is based more on personality versus like vanity, yeah, you're gonna have a more loving relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm sure I'm 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 actually I'm positive that you've encountered guys who are like you would consider on a normal uh, physical appearance scale is like five or six out of ten, right? Uh-huh. But their personality is really good. Oh, yeah. And, and in your eyes, subconsciously even realize that they're like a 10. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, again, so like like even a relatively attractive girl, if she's a fucking cunt bag, she's a four automatically. Oh, um, exactly. It's not, even, it's not even close. Exactly. I feel the exact same way. I think most people probably do. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't think that, that any of those things are really inherent on, you know, there's no like, there's no actual scale to what somebody is. It's just a matter of like, okay, I think that the general um, attractiveness scale is based on your, your facial symmetry. I think that is what's considered attractive. Oh, really? Yeah. So humans actually, they actually, they subconsciously can pick out things that are unsymmetrical. Fuck. So people who are generally more symmetrical in their face, they find it more attractive. It's just how it's always been. Yeah. So that in just in our, in our own brain chemistry has some truth to it. Now, if you are, let's say, too, let's say your face is very unsymmetrical, right? Mm-hmm. But you are funny as fuck, right, bro? At least you got that. Oh yeah, for sure. At least and that has to make up for it. That, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you're and studies have actually shown that people who are generally viewed as more attractive by society make more money. Oh, yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah, same an, with tall a, people. Yeah. Same with tall people. It's an actual statistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're more desirable and, you know, and, and, and in turn, you know, because they're more desirable by, by members of either opposite sex or the same sex or whatever, but they're yeah. also more desirable because like. I don't know what it is, but let's say somebody tells you a story, right? Okay. What, the, think of like the ugliest, weirdest kid you've ever met in school, right? Okay. Think, think they told you like a story like, oh, would you know that aliens are real? Blah, blah. Just like some sort of like fucking off the wall topic, right? Mm-hmm. Now, because you look at him and you make your own predisposition about him based on how he looks, you're going to think this kid's full of shit, right? He's a mm-hmm. fucking liar. Now, if the fucking most attractive guy in school told you the same exact story, you'd be like, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about. This yeah. guy has done his research. Right, yeah. This I, fucking guy, he's been like, oh my God, I didn't know that like the government like cuts our bread for us. What? <laughs> I don't know. Just something fucking weird. No, but. that's true. I think that's true definitely to an extent. Yeah, exactly. So. Don't mind me. A beer with your foot. Shut up, you Dude, piece of shit. You and your sister both. You have this thing where you like grab things with your feet. I don't know about you, Haley, but look at my fucking feet. I have hands for feet. <laughs> I look like fucking Beast Boy. I guess. My I'm toes. Funny. I didn't know that you did that too. My toes have knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, and, and I know that technically, yeah, all toes and knuckles. But like, look at this shit. I can make a fucking fist on my foot. Oh my god, you could knock me out with that thing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 
Yeah, don't fuck around my feet, bitch, right? That's so funny. No, I just found that funny because your sister does that all the fucking time. I'm like, dude, you're literally like a monkey. One thing that I really hate. Oh, I'm sure you have the same opinion about this. Okay. Let's say you shake someone's hand. Uh-huh. Your jo- you're at a job interview. All right. Hi, it's nice to... I'm- Hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm Kyle. Nice to meet you. I'm Haley. Okay. Wow. Um, You have very clammy hands. People with clammy hands, kill yourselves. <laughs> well, I was also... Okay, maybe we have different opinions about this because you never know when you could be the person with clammy hands. Do I have clammy hands? No, I don't think so. No, but like exactly. sometimes, I mean, what if you were like just sweating on your way to work or on your way to the interview or something like that? No, you no, never no, no, know. Clammy is different from sweaty. It's different. It's mm. like, it's like, I don't even know. It's like now, it's not like liquidy. It's just like. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't it's know how to different. But at the same time, I guess I would just be like, I don't know. And so the difference between being hot and humid. I guess I would just be like, oh, maybe they're nervous or maybe, I don't know. I, I, I would try to give them the benefit of the doubt if somebody had clammy hands. Now, uh, there's been people that I've dated where I've, I won't hold their hands because they're clammy. Really? And Ugh. yeah, exactly. And now well, like in an event and obviously I'll just, you know, suck it on bite the bullet and I'll hold her hand, but whatever. Yeah. But oh, there was one time. Holding hands is totally different than a handshake. A handshake probably wouldn't think twice about it, but holding hands with somebody with clammy hands, fuck no. So the thing that people tell me the most, and my own parents have told me this, from handshakes, hugs, whatever else, right? Whatever else is normal physical contact. The thing that people say the most is like not that I have clammy hands. They say, you are very warm. Oh, I feel like men in general, every guy I've ever dated, know. they're just warm. Because I've shaken people's hands and they, they other guys, like like meetings yeah. and stuff, like, like to the point where, like, as a man, you don't comment on that, right? It's sure. just weird. But even they're like, they, but it's almost like a, a point of concern. They're like, dude, you are very warm. Are you good? It's almost like, am I running a fever? Well, I'm like, no, it's just how I, just my normal body temperature, right? Now, I've always just carried that with me, right? I just uh-huh. naturally have like a warm body type. I don't know what it is. I don't know like what the explanation is for it. Sure. Now, fast forward to like a couple years ago, right? I've had this, like this whole heat thing my whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was dating this girl. She's a nurse. Okay. Same thing. Give her a hug for the first time, kiss, whatever, you know, handshake, whatever the fuck. You're really warm. Same thing. Uh-huh. And I tell her, yeah, I, I get that a lot. I've, it's been for as long as I can remember. Yeah, I just run really warm. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I prefer the AC. <laughs> she goes, you probably have a hyperactive thyroid. <laughs> oh, Fucking thanks. I really wanted to hear that, you fucking bitch. Now you're like freaking out like, oh, fuck, no, what if yeah. I do? Well, I th- well, well, the way I looked at it was, well, I think it's better to have a hyperactive than an underactive, really. Maybe. I, I don't know. I think if people that I know who have yeah, underactive probably. thyroids, I don't want to call them fat, but they are. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So usually if you have an underactive thyroid, it's... um. It's you have problems losing weight. You're usually on the heavier side, and people with a hyperactive thyroid. Like I said, I wasn't like given like a proper diagnosis. This is just somebody who's a nurse who just said this, right? Mm-hmm. So this is all like just headcanon. So yeah. it's not like you know, it's not like it's actually true, right? I don't know because, like I said, I feel like guys in general are just warm. Another girlfriend had said that um, something about like a it's something about like brown muscle mass. People who have higher yeah. levels of brown muscle mass have are generally, like, are hotter to the touch. Hmm. I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's a guy thing or not, but I feel like I'm always warm. Like, I I don't know. Uh, as a kid, I used to, like, never sleep with, like, a blanket on or anything like that because I was just always so fucking hot. Even now, like, I have to sleep with a fan. I have to sleep, like, oh, without... Oh, me too. I can't wear, like, long sleeves or pants to bed or anything like that. Like, I'm just always fucking hot. So maybe it's not a guy thing, but I guess just, like, I've just happened to observe that, like, every guy that I've dated has always been significantly warmer than me. Or at the very least, it's like, okay, well, uh, the best conditions to sleep in, and I don't care what anybody says, like, don't even bother fucking at, you know, don't at me, right? In the wintertime... Having the window cracked. Fuck yeah. Ever so slightly, right? Fuck yeah. Just that cold air. Because, the, okay, so the the, the 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 whole 
debate is warm weather versus cold weather, right? Mm-hmm. Now, normally speaking, I would say warm weather, right? But when you have days like we've had where it's been like 95 degrees, Ugh. like a good days in a row. Listen, I don't have central air in my apartment, right? Mm-hmm. I have like a window unit, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the, so my apartment runs fucking hot like during those days. So I tell you what. Now, when it's cold, oh, no complaints. Mm-hmm. Re- realistically, no. Because I really think about it because when it's cold out, what do you want? You want heat, right? Sure. I want it to be hot. Oh, we just, we just, I would just wish it was hot out. Right. When it's hot out, what do you wish for? It was. I just wish it was a fucking frozen tundra. You know what yeah. I mean? Now, if I really had to choose between the two, I'm not saying I'm going to live in Alaska, but we live in Wisconsin. So it's more on the colder side. Sure. <laughs> Dude, but because you can always add layers. That's what I'm thinking too. It's like it's so I'm so miserable in the heat. I'm much like, more miserable in the heat than the cold. Right, and like I, I don't know. I just feel like I would do so much better in like a colder environment because, like you said, you can always let, add layers. It's so much easier to heat yourself up. I feel like than to cool yourself down. Now let me. Okay, so let's let's kind of open this floor to the audience. You know, more of a rhetorical question because All I right. think that most people would uh, me. I, I would say most people prefer summer over winter, right? I think it's a pretty common thing. Sure. Now, winter for me wouldn't be so bad as long as it, like, if it wasn't just fucking gray day after day, dude. Right. Just the gray, Winter's cloudy fucking, fucking bullshit, dude. Mm-hmm. If it's, like, sunny out, I don't really mind it that much. Yeah, I agree. I really don't mind it. If it's sunny and the snow is, okay, oh, dude, oh, my God. I just got, like, like the chills. Okay, let me... Think a bit. Think about this. All right. I feel like people in, only like in the northern states, specifically the Midwest, can really think about this. Okay. And specifically, people from Wisconsin. Okay. All right. Have you been to Milwaukee? You've been to Milwaukee, right? Yeah. Have you been? How far in the state of Wisconsin have you been to? You mean like the highest north I've been? Well, just like how much of Wisconsin have you been around? Um, ugh, I've been kind of all over the place. I'm farthest north, probably Chippewa Falls. Uh, I've Chippewa been Falls is dope. Yeah, I really like it up there. I've been to Green Bay um, and, like, the surrounding areas in each of these. Madison, the Wisconsin Dells, Janesville. I feel like, I, yeah, like, I don't know. I've kind of been, like, that's a decent area. So, um, no, that actually is. So, I've been as far up as, like, Ashland. Okay. So, it's right, it's literally right up against Lake Superior, Oh, right? you know what? I take that back. I've been up to the Michigan P- Peninsula before. Okay. So right up. Middle UP? Yeah. The up? Which is so funny because it's literally up. But anyway, yeah. um, so think about this. It's wintertime. Snow's falling. It's like 4 o'clock. But All 4 right. o'clock in the wintertime. So it's kind of like in the evening. Sun's going down. Right. And that evening red sun just peeks through like all those snowy branches, right? I fuck with it. You're driving up north. And as you go farther up north in Wisconsin, you it's it's a lot more rural. rural I can never say rural. R- r- it's a weird word. Rural, 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 rural. <laughs> uh, fuck it. I don't know. Rural. I don't shit. It's a weird word. Remote. Courage the cowardly dog. Nowhereville. <laughs> fuck. Um, no. Uh, so it, it, the farther north you get, it, it gets more and more uh, secluded, desolate. Mm-hmm. You know, there you go. You, you, get, you know, you, you go, you get through like small towns here and here and there. Small yeah. little townships, but for the most part, it's like a two-lane county road, and you're just driving north, right? Yep. It's like forest, blah, blah, blah. I tell you what, dude. One of the most, I guess, peace of mind things to do ever in your entire life, if you're like a Wisconsinite or even from the Midwest, just drive, music or not, I would say music off, just drive like these foresty areas with the snow falling, the, the evening sun is peeking through, and right. the sun's kind of going down. And just kind of imagine that your brain, just the trees going by as you, as you drive, dude. Something about winters in Wisconsin. During oh, the, beautiful. I would say before the like, now well, the most dead period for us January. Oh, January, February, March, fucking sucks ass. Right. It's but so like, ass. December winter magical oh anything up until like the ho- everything up until the holidays is great everything after the holidays because i don't know about you but 
you have so many things to look forward to. You've got oh yeah, you've got you know the first major one I guess would be Halloween. Then you got Thanksgiving, and then you got Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. But after New Year's, dude, January first after sucks. New Year's, dude, it, it's weird. It's weird to kind of explain. Well, then it gets gray, and then you get like the blizzards. So the snow in like November and December is, it's light, it's pretty. Everything is just a winter wonderland. But then once you February, get to, bro, yeah, blows. Once you get to January, you just have like giant snow mounds on the road that are just black from cars and dirt and everything. And it's super cold and like the blizzards are way harsher. It's not like a winter wonderland anymore. It's just fucking cold. That's know, different. Yeah. I don't know about you, but um, I, I, I this this term, it's, it's not coined by me, so I don't want to take credit for it, but. I have what many people would call the winter blues. Oh yeah. So, but now that I've really thought about it, I get the I get like that sort of like bluesy feeling whenever there's like a change in seasons. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, so I guess I guess people consider that seasonal dep- seasonal depression, which I definitely have because any like for, I don't even want to talk about it because it just sounds chilling to even think about. Like eventually, summer will end, right? Right. Summer will end and we'll transition to fall, which I like fall. Right. Personally, I like fall. But I think the most, just like the harshest one for me is that transition from summer to fall is the one that I have trouble with the most. Yeah. I would, well, I think I, I mean, even though I'm not in school anymore, this will be my first, uh, you know, year not going back to school. Um, But I do think that the idea of going back to school, that was a big part of it. Like, that depressed me. Because, you know, summer's over, you're back to school every day. So that's a big part of it. Um, You know, on top of, of course, like the weather changes and the sun setting earlier and things like that. And even for me, like, I've been done with school, right? So so you you put the routine, like, K through 12 of, like... Sure. You have your summer vacations and you go back to school, you know, for the other... In fall, for the other nine months of the year. So... That's already in your brain, right? Yeah. Now, I went to college, did all that. And then after I was done with college, every fall after that was very depressing. Really? Oh, God, I'm nervous. Because I had that routine built up for so long of like, oh, okay, yeah, it sucks to go back to school, but at least you're doing something, right? Sure. And, and, but after that, once I didn't have that and I was just working or whatever else, it, it was very depressing. Fuck. I'm really nervous for this fall because, yeah, like I said, it's my first time it, going through that. It's very depressing to think that, like, for once in your life, you don't have that routine. Like, you don't have, yeah. like, the, like, that constant. Now right. You're, now you're kind of on your own. Realistically, right. you're on your own. And even working. Like, sure, you might be productive and have a routine, but I feel like it'll just be different. Like, you're working because you need to make a living. But, like, school, obviously, that's not the objective. It's to learn, to get a degree. Like, you have, like, a, something that you're, like, an objective that you're trying to meet. But, you know, going to work, you're just, you're trying to make sure your bills are paid, you know? Well, at least up here, summer is so sacred to us because, it, it, you know, some people, some people's summers last a little bit longer than others, but ours is like, the way the, the pattern's been going lately is, um, it doesn't really start becoming like decently nice out until like late May, more like early June. Yeah, I would say late I'd, May, I would, early I would, June-ish. I would kind of almost like take May out of the equation and just say June because well, my birthday is at the end of the May and it's usually pretty nice by then. Yeah. So I don't know. Memorial weekend, the very last usually weekend. Memorial, May, yeah. Memorial day weekend is where it is like, okay. Yeah. I feel like that's where like the change occurs where it goes from like, you know, maybe high sixties, very low seventies to like high seventies, eighties and so on. Yeah. So I think at least for me, you kind of get wrapped up into thinking that, once each season hits, it feels like ugh, it'll never end, right? Yeah. It'll never fucking end, especially winter t- winter, because for us, September is usually pretty decent. Especially now. Now. But if, uh, like, but it's weird because every season kind of has this cutoff, right? Yeah. So take summer, for example. So like going through into September, it's mostly like still pretty warm. And towards the end of September it gets weird because you'll start to get like the 50 degree days, like just sprinkled in here and there, like inconsistently. Right. Yeah. But then there's a, there's like one day where it's just like where it's 50 again. And then that's it. Like the 70 degree days or 80 degree days are just gone. There's that's it. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like a snap where 
early to like, yeah, about early October where all of a sudden it's just, you look at the calendar, it's just all 50, mm-hmm. 50 degrees, like 40 degrees sometimes. And like I said, I, for the most part have, I have pretty fond memories over, um, summer and fall. The ones where I don't have fond memories is winter. Yeah. And that's what makes it even worse is because I have a lot of, I've, I've been through a lot of personal shit over the winter months. Yeah, winter months are just really dark. Yeah, so... Sorry, I gotta take a drink. Um, That's why it's considered cuffing season. Because oh, you're... Yeah. Th- like, realistically, because you're cuffing for, like, the, to get through the, the fucking shitty winter months, yeah. which is so true. You know what I was gonna say is how... Do you remember as a kid, Halloween used to always be cold. Like, you would wear your Halloween costume, but you would have to, like... Dude, that's what sucks about living in the Midwest, is Halloween is always fucking miserable. It's not like that anymore. I feel like the last couple of Halloweens, it's been pretty warm. Last Halloween was... I would say... Well, the one thing is, like... At least when I was a kid, for a lot of years, it was both cold and rainy, dude. Yeah. Like, what was it? Um, Maybe two, three years ago, probably three years ago at this point, I think it was, like... Uh, I can't remember. I think it was 2019. Uh-huh. Halloween of 2019, dead ass. We had a blizzard that day. Oh, yeah. So that was fucking dog shit, dude. I guess it kind of depends on the year, but I just know, like, last year, Halloween, I was, I just remember what I was doing on that day, and it's fucking hot out. Yeah, well, there was one year where I don't, I can't really think of, remember a year where, where it was, like, I would say, this is going to suck. Because I know that when I think about it, it was such a great time in my life where, not that I won't ever have that good of a time, but it was a time where, like, I didn't have any, it was before I had any, had any responsibilities, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, think of, like, when you're, like, a freshman in college, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you realistically, your job in life is to just get through college and to just do good in school, right? Still, yeah. even to the, like, to at that point. That's where I was. Out of high school, I was in college, and I was still just kind of, um, like, that was it. That was my goal. And, yeah. and, and I worked part-time, and, you know, I, I had that. But, like, I didn't, I didn't, I lived with my parents. I didn't have any bills or any, like, stressors about, like, like my, my immediate career path and things like that. And and I particularly remember, like, one Halloween in particular, um, I don't remember what my costume was, but I remember at a Halloween party. A friend of mine, we a friend of mine's house. It like we, it was like the hangout, right? It's where we all used to go as a group. Mm-hmm. And we all went to Meyer that day. Bought a bunch of booze. Went over there. It was had like a grand old time. Played like drunk Mario and like all this other bullshit. Listen to music. That. Like, and I think about that, and I think about it with such fondness. And like you, you don't, you don't. When you hang out with your friends like that, you don't ever think that it's ever going to end at one point. But for me, it did. Yeah. At least for that group of friends and. Not that like any of us were like on bad terms or anything like that, but we just all we just like all it just went happens. We'd all just went in separate directions in life to where I, I don't think we've really met up, you know, like that particular group all together, like with everyone there in like three years, four years. It's been a while. If you're talking about the group that I'm like thinking of yeah. and everything, then yeah, I would say it's been a couple of years. Yeah, because you've been there for a couple occasions. Uh-huh. I was there for, like, one of the Halloweens. I don't know if it's the one that you're talking about or not, but... No, you were... I don't even think you and Carly were friends yet. Probably not. Oh, yeah, if this was your freshman year of college. This is probably... If I had to pick a year, it's probably 2016, 2017. Okay, yeah, we became friends, like, I think 2017, like, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, but I know the group that you're talking about and everything. Yeah, and, so that kind of yeah. sucks. Yeah. I would say the same for some of my friend groups. Like, I still have, like, my best, my probably, like, one true best friend. But, like, a lot of my friend groups definitely, like, fell off. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, and I think a lot of Midwesterners do. But summertime, like I said, is is pretty precious to us, right? Mm-hmm. So, to go from, like, so, it's weird. It's a weird feeling to kind of think about. So, summertime is where we plan a lot of things, right? Oh yeah. Summertime is like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do this. To where the to where winter feels like purgatory. Oh, 
Yeah. As crazy as that sounds, think about it. No, it's true. Winter feels like purgatory because when I think about like what I do during winter, like you know the winter time, and it's like cloudy and gray and fucking cold, and more particularly outside of the holidays, yeah. we're talking January, February, March, and April's fine, but January, February, March. You know, when there's nothing, like, fucking jack shit going on. Right. It's too cold to hang out outside. It really does feel like, like, you just feel empty. Oh, yeah. Because I don't go out. I stay in. I don't, I go, I I stay in and, like. It's too cold and it gets dark so early. So, like, you just feel like your day is over by 5 o'clock. So, it's like, yeah, you just naturally kind of stay inside more. No, exactly. So, even with, um, so the summertime is we get all of our work done, like, all of our shit done. So, that being said, when summertime is over and we kind of feel like we can't do the things we want to do till next season, when we, like, the summer of 2020, I didn't do shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, and Grant Peter, we had a worldwide pandemic. And sure. That, and that now, it, like, kind of eases my mind a little bit. Sure. Because it's like, okay, now I have a reason for that. Summer of 2019, not bad, pretty fun. Um. So far in 2021, pretty fun. So, so far, feel good. so good, yeah. Yeah, but 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 for us, because summer is so precious, when we don't do enough things in the summertime, like go to the beach, hang out with friends, like go to like events, concerts, things like mm-hmm. that, like things that... I feel like, like you have to do something every day. Yes, exactly. Because then, because you don't get those all year round. Right, you know like mean? three months. So I like try to plan things. So at least this year of like, I've been like, okay, I need to actually go out and plan things, you know? Sometimes you get warped into the mindset like I can't do things alone. Like I can't go to the Same. beach. I can't go to the beach alone. I can't do this alone. Blah blah blah. You know, I, I can't go to the you know Wisconsin Dells alone. Whatever, what have you, right? Mm-hmm. And in turn, because you and your friends might have different schedules and you can't go out and do as many things together, you just don't do anything at all. Yeah. So I think I think you should try to train your brain to allow you to do things by yourself. I agree. So that you don't end up at the end of summertime going like, I didn't do fucking anything and I, I fucking feel miserable. 100% agree. Because, well, my best friend is gone for the summer, as we know. And so I was like, when, you know, summer was coming up, I was like, literally, what the fuck am I going to do all summer long? But that's just exactly it. Like, I've been doing my own thing. Like, I went to the beach by myself the other day. And on top of that, like, I'm hanging out with friends that maybe I wouldn't necessarily hang out as much because i'm not quite as close to them they're still my good friends but you know you have like your primary friend group and then you kind of have like your maybe secondary friends you know I would, what i mean i wouldn't even say secondary I no think i that, wouldn't call them that but no i think that there's there's um there's definitely friends that you can that fulfill different things yeah yeah so if you just want to go out and have a good time and go drinking you'd call one friend right the, like the party or friend sure and and, and people think that, like, the whole narrative is like, oh, if they do this, they're not really your friend. And I think it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. So as long as they're not backstabbing you, they're not exploiting you, they're mm-hmm. not like, if they really are just like, hey, let's go out and have a good time because you and I have a good time together, uh-huh. that's fine. But, uh, like, other friends, like, like you and I have this podcast, right? Sure. And, like, that's our thing. We can have, like, these deep conversations and we can do, like, the, and we can do this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, and now every one of our friends, like, not every one of my friends can do this, and not every one right. of your friends can do it, right? So, that being said, each friend group or friend, they fulfill, like, a certain set of, you know, right. wants and needs that you seek oh, yeah. in them. I totally agree. I guess what I meant kind of by secondary friends, well, you kind of have, like, more important needs. Like, you have your friends that, like, they fulfill your emotional needs and things like that. And then you have your friends, like, kind of like you said, like, they're there for a good time. Right. Both are important, but some needs are maybe more important than others. But that's kind of what I've been doing is hanging out with those friends where it's like, maybe they don't feel my emotional needs, but like I can have a good time with them. Like, you know, they're always down for an adventure, things like that. And I probably wouldn't hang out with those friends much if like, you know, my best friend was around just because I'd be more inclined to hang out with her. So hanging out by yourself and then hanging out with friends that you maybe wouldn't maybe hang out as much with, um, you know, just prioritizing those friendships maybe more yeah helps a lot but yeah exactly so because we all have like those fucking dingbat friends right exactly who are just like they're they're not very like they're not all there intellectually yeah they, just, they know they know they know they know fucking white claws and raves that's like that's like Literally. their thing and yeah that's fine because that that's like their thing that's how you have a that's they're like their version of like a good time 
And then, like, some version of a good time. It's like, oh, we're going to go. Like, I'll tell you what. Something about going to the beach and fucking day drinking, like, summertime. My favorite. Oh, no, no other feeling on planet Earth, like, amounts to that. Tailgating, bro. Oh. Tailgating at, like, a Brewers game or a fucking pack. one. We, uh, I think Brewers games are generally pretty cheap, aren't they? Yeah. I know a lot of people who go to like every like Brewer games every weekend. Like, what the fuck? They're pretty fun. Yeah, I've been to, I've been to like maybe one or two Brewer games. Same. Like, I'm I'm just not a big baseball game baseball fan in general. Me but, neither, but it's still like a fun thing to do. I tell you what, though, August fifteenth, Packers and Texans. Go pack, go. Fucking pretty game. Oh, yeah. Go Pack. Go. Oh, shit. The Green Bay Packers. <laughs> we I are huge Packer fans around here. Huge Packer fans around these parts. I don't, I'll tell you what. <laughs> fucking A.A. Ron is back. You know who, who he brought with him? Fucking Randall Cobb, Randall bitch. motherfucking Cobb. Randall Cobb. One of the best wide receivers to around these, uh, the south of Mississippi, I'm bro. so excited for this season. And guess what? Devontae, fucking stay. Please. Please stay. Please. You were you whether you think it or not, you are a fucking you are the, I don't even care what anyone says. For 2019 season and 2020 season, Devontae Adams has been our star MVP wide receiver. He's the best receiver in the league. Literally I wouldn't say the league. I would mm. no, I would say it. You you think so? That's my opinion. Yep. Yeah, it sure is. It absolutely is. I never wanted to be like, oh like I wouldn't say look, I'm a Packer fan through and through. I love, you know, Aaron Rodgers, great quarterback. But, listen, Tom Brady is the GOAT, right? Sure. But I wouldn't even put him in that category either because he said too many allegations of cheating and blah, blah, blah. Mm, oh, that, true. I, I don't know. Yeah, It, it just seems fishy, right? Yeah. So, A.A. Ron, pretty legitimate, right? I wouldn't say best quarterback in the league, but definitely, like, top five. Right. No, like, that's how I feel about quarterbacks. But as far as receivers go, I do genuinely think Devontae is the best. Like another, like a, another quarterback in Aaron Rodgers' league is definitely fucking Russell Wilson. Sure. And I would also say um, Drew Brees. He was pretty good. Yeah. Drew Brees is definitely in that category too. Which I doing some digging the other day. I was looking at um, because Aaron Rodgers was offered a contract that would make him the highest paid NFL player. Mm-hmm. Which he denied, by the way, because right. he wasn't interested in money. He yeah, interested. he's not. No. So I looked up right now who the highest paid NFL player is. It's fucking Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah. I remember he that. He makes like $33 million a year. Well, I know that the Cowboys have more like cap space compared to most teams. Which is crazy because they're not even that good. I know, right? I don't get it either. But I'll tell you what, though. Now that we're like on this football tangent, for everyone listening... Cool. Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, star quarterback from uh, from University of Clemson, he got drafted into the Jacksonville Jaguars as their quarterback. I tell you what, I tell you what, there's been plenty of examples of like shitty teams for years and years and years. They've been just nothing but fucking dog water and they just never get any points in the map. And then they get like, they just get like a couple good draft picks and then all of a sudden they're like, they're doing amazing. Like, like the Buffalo Bills. Dude, that's what I was just going to say. Buffalo Bills were fucking trash buckets. Mm-hmm. And they almost made it all the way last year. They really did. They mm-hmm. really almost made it to like all the way to the championship. But yep. they, but even but so. But still, in comparison to the last couple in compa- years. In comparison, yeah, exactly. So even like the, 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 the track, like even look at, um, look at uh, the, the Chiefs before Patrick Mahomes. Uh-huh. Fucking trash buckets, right? Right. Now, you give. Uh, you give Jacksonville arguably one of the best college like quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think he's got, dude. I think I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, Trevor Lawrence has two NCAA championships under his belt. Oh, really? Yeah, he. Yeah, exactly. I think they're almost back to back. Wow. Yeah. So this dude's no fucking joke. We'll see. Um, I mean, I wish him the best, but I feel like there's some. Ugh. Okay, maybe I'm biased because I said we're Packer fans, but there are some teams I just feel like they're just cursed. Like the Bears, I feel like they've brought in so many uh, star quarterbacks like that that they claim are going to be the best of the best. But they get never them all the were. Way. Let me, let me it rattle never up. works out like that. Think of who they had. And the th- like For as long as they've had, okay, even going back to the Brett Favre era, they had, okay. well, uh, Brett Favre was traded to the Packers, but regardless, um, 
They had Bard Star. Uh-huh. And they had Brett Favre. Well, actually, I don't think it's true. They had, they had Bard Star. I think it's someone else in between him and Favre. I can't remember who. But the the, the 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 names of note, Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and Anna Rogers, right? Mm-hmm. Over the course of like over tw- like about 20 years, those three quarterbacks come to mind, right? Yeah. Especially Favre and Rogers. Both long 10-year runs, right? Yeah. Okay. This is Rogers' 17th season. Exactly. 17th season of the NFL. Yeah. So, but I can't even believe that. How... Uh, like, just the amount of money you would have made. Oh, I know, right? Even, even practice squad people like 600000 a year. Oh, yeah. Well, so so take all, like, the amount of star power these quarterbacks have had because because the Packers are a team that, that drafts players and builds up those drafted players. We don't mm-hmm. trade a bunch and do all the other bullshit, right? Yeah. The core players we draft and build. Now... You look at a team like the Chicago Bears, and they have fucking, dude. They don't have that culture They at had all. Rex Grossman, Brian Greasy, Jay Cutler, and now Mitch <laughs> Trubisky, who was also gone. So who did who, they have in between? Wasn't there somebody in between Cutler and Trubisky? I don't, not that I know of. They I had don't, Foles I for a while, right? Oh, I think he was second string, though. I, I want to say he was second so. string. He, yeah, he was, but... He ended up playing as, like, they're starting for a minute. Well, I think because one of them, I think they're starting was, like, I think he might have been a rookie. I don't remember who he was, but. There was somebody else, I feel like, before Trubisky. No, 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 no. I think for Trubisky, I think Trubisky was injured and Foles was playing for him. Right. I think that's what it was because Foles was second string, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, I think so, too. That was, like, last season. But I'm talking before Trubisky even started. This is really not important, but. Whatever. I tell you what, they've had that many quarterbacks in the same amount of time that Packers have had too. So, mm-hmm. but our worst second, like our second string quarterback, I don't care what anyone says, Seneca Wallace is the most <laughs> fucking useless player. Okay, useless. Guy. Though I think one, um, I remember in 2012, I think, where Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone and he was out for a while and they had uh-huh. Seneca Wallace come in. The first game he played, he fucking had a quote unquote groin injury and he was out for the rest of the season, right? Oh, the first game after him. Matt Flynn. That's right. Let me yeah. tell you, Matt Flynn, bro. Go. <laughs> I tell you what, for a third string fucking quarterback, not bad. Yeah, really. He, he wasn't, really was not he that was bad. Okay, yeah. He did pretty decently, I will say. Like, more credit, I will give credit where credit is due for Matt Flynn. I'll sure. tell you what. And you know what? Another person who's been in the league probably arguably as long as Aaron has, if not longer, who has had like a long running career with the Packers, the best kicker on planet Earth. What's his name? Mason motherfucking Crosby. Mason motherfucking Crosby, bitch. Bro. The best. This Isn't he guy, the Packers all-time highest scorer? Dude, I think so, yeah. He's the fucking goat for the Packers. We fucking love you. Mason Crosby, bro. Dude, i tell you what. I'd blow you. Same. God bless that man. Seriously. The amount of times he has, like, won us a game. Oh, dude. But here's some... Okay. Sometimes he's choked. Sure. He he had one bad season a couple years ago. Well, most of the time, this guy fucking clutches. Oh, most of the time, yeah. I think last season... Um, I, I think it was the last He clutched a couple seasons. times. Yeah. No, he, he had, like, barely any misses at all. Maybe, like, one or two for the entire season. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, no, he's the best. This guy's no fucking joke. I fucking mm-hmm. love Mason Crosby. He is a star player for sure. The amount of times he's helped us beat Detroit in like the last couple seconds. <sighs> okay, well, here's the thing with the like the thing with the Packers to go back like um like to go along with Aaron Rodgers' frustration is that our defense is fucking ass. Oh, absolutely. Trash. Our offense is really good, but our, de- our defense is fucking trash. I know. Trash we'll have, buckets. like, the top offense and, like, the 26th defense. Oh, yeah. Our defense is low. Mm-hmm. It is not. It's, yeah, it's I think we have the 28th defense in the league. It's fucking trash. It. Yeah. It was last year, I remember at one point, it was, like, the 15th or 16th, but still, like, that's, like, middle of the road. Still trash. Like, yeah. Our defense was, like... What was it last? I think yeah, last year twenty twenty. So our first, it was like it was like week four, I think week four or five. 
We had a game with Tampa. Ugh. It was like right when Brady went to the Buccaneers. Bro, they fucking shit on us. That one hurts. They shit on us like so hard. Yeah. Like our defense was fucking dog water, dude. It uh-huh. was it was like embarrassing. Yeah. And that one hurt. <laughs> the issue is, is like one thing that I've noticed, like the at least the pattern in the past two seasons is that in the first half of the game, like we're fucking dynamite, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't even think there... I think there was only one game where we didn't score in the first drive. Yeah. So, like, that in of itself is insane, right? Oh, yeah. So, we were, we, like, you know, uh, number one half, we get, like, a, like a three-touchdown lead, right? hmm And then, for whatever reason, and this has been consistent with both 2019 and 2020 seasons, where the second half of each game, we play, like, fucking dog water dude yes i know and we barely win and then we end up barely winning games we end up right. like you look back at like the scores between like you know all the games were like like we had a game with jacksonville right like last uh, year and we won by a fucking field goal I'm like what it's the fuck jacksonville is it? They went, lost like, every game that, exactly it, it, to think that we're you know the packers and the, are, are such a good team the fact that we're losing like we're barely winning against these teams is fucking ridiculous. And what's crazy is we'll be, like you said, we'll be blowing them out in the first half. It'll Second be half, like, we just we'll just have no energy. Yeah, we'll be up by I don't know seventeen twenty four, like you know, quite a few scores up, and then the game will end being like they'll be like one score behind the other team. I tell you what, Haley. What? Once football starts Sundays, I'm looking at you. All right. We're gonna have Packer parties every you're, fucking Sunday. And you're coming with. Absolutely. Fucking Louie. You put your fucking jersey on, and we're going to fucking just go balls to the wall doing shots for every touchdown. I get crazy. What's fuck? Literally, we have Packer parties every year at a uh, Mm -hmm. friend's house of mine. You're fucking coming with, for sure. Please, because I usually never have anyone to watch with other than, like, my dad. And I love that man. But, like, you know, I just need some friends my age to watch the games with. And if if for whatever reason they're not hosting, you know what I do? I go to the nearest bar, and I watch it there. Yep. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I can't wait. Aaron Rodgers, if you're listening, I love you so much. Aaron Rodgers, (laughs) you are the fucking GOAT. And I'm sorry that it took so long for this franchise to actually give a shit about your opinion. But, listen, if you decide to leave after the season, that's completely up to you at this point. But please don't. Please don't. But if you do, I understand. I'll support you no matter what. If you leave, we have Jordan Love, rookie quarterback. Uh We'll see what he's made of. But in the meantime... For as long as you'll have us, please stay. Please, <laughs> please stay. So, dude, I th- fucking, I think we should. What end an it. episode! We should end it right there, dude. That All was right. fucking amazing. All right, guys. and on that note, go pack up. And on that, yeah, exactly. On that note, go pack up. I want to thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you later. Bye. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Oh, we